brand new Lamborghini fuck a cop car. Something, something, something get the buzzing. Man, the clock is on a lot of niggas, dog. Who's the clock on? That could be a segment today. Who the clock on? Oh, man. we I don't know if we got enough time to run it. Who, who on the clock right now? Besides Meg? Yeah. Cardi. Cardi's on the clock. <laughs> when she dropped the, her project was what, three years ago? Bodak Yellow was like three summers. It's been a long time, though. <laughs> you can only stay hot for so long. Like, it's been a long time. Who else can we put on the clock? Like, I, th- I, I thought, I honestly thought that there would be more music. Like, y'all in quarantine, y'all can't do nothing. This is like a, a, a rapper's dream, right? So maybe niggas can't go to the studio? Niggas can go. It's two people in the studio. Like, you can go to the studio, dog. Like why are you niggas making music? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Word is Kendrick Cole and Drake gonna drop this year. That'll make my. That'll make twenty twenty okay with me. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Kendrick ain't dropped in three years, so it's coming. They probably already done. But like, what do you when do you drop it? You know what I'm saying? Right now. Yesterday. Well, with them three, they can drop anytime and people gonna listen. Yeah. For other niggas, it's like they don't need no setup, no rollout. Just yeah. Some put the n- music out there and it's there. Some people need an actual club. I was really hoping, club. like you know, some young niggas, like a brand new artist, somebody would just shake shit up right now. Little baby. Little baby is nice. He's he, doing it. He got a good project. Yeah, he does. That shit's solid. And he can rap though. Yeah, I thought it was a joke. I thought he was kind of like a fad at first, but like when I listened to the project, it's really good. Yeah, he he actually like he's talking and he's rapping. He actually has skill at rapping. Um, so more power to him. I like the project. You know, uh, I don't know if I should be surprised. I don't know if surprise is the word I'm gonna use. Um, but Photo Doug got a good project, dog. Young and turnt too. Have you listened to that shit? Can't say that I have. I'm. I, I haven't. You know, I don't. I didn't. I didn't necessarily I'm, know what to expect. But like, nigga, this shit good. Like he, it's like he, he rapping melodies the whole. Like it's not. It's not. I didn't. It's better than what I thought it was about to be. You know what I'm saying? I know. You, I know where you kind of go on the energy. You, you, you know, we don't. I don't. I don't. I will never openly diss. The artist from the city. He's just, probably the one this folks too. I will never openly diss an artist from the city. I can't say it's just been on my radar. I think you I just listen that. to the project. Like I I've, I've been singing one of these shits all day. I mean all week. Uh hard times, that's my shit. Uh but this shit is I'm not I can't even front, dog. This shit good. Now I can't lie and say I didn't listen to all twenty three songs. Oh song my here. god. 23 songs is a bit much. I'm not in the car that long. You know, you feel me? And I'm just, I'm not listening. <laughs> 23? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not listening to, uh, to, to, to this at the crib. Uh, cause it's not the, I'll be honest. I like at the crib. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I didn't made it to about, I didn't made it to like 12. It could have been 12 and, and could have rapped. So you got, this is a double diss. So, Anyway, man, let's get started, dog. All right, man.
This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man Dame Going Wild, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. Hi, Chief Dame. Don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 218. 218 of them things. Who shot you? Uh, <laughs> man, I was listening to um some old episodes. Uh, you know how the memories and stuff uh oh, yeah. post. Yeah. Um I was looking at some old videos when we was like in the first studio, you know, down, down Humble downstairs. Beginnings. Yeah. Like that place seemed a lot bigger when we first got it, didn't it? Man, it, it was it was the world. It, like it was the whole world. Like that bitch <laughs> used to be packed with people. Now when I think about how many people was in there. Maybe because, you know, I had like the seats Remember around. when we did the Rick Ross interview? Yeah, it does. We were sitting on top of each other. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't feel that way at the time. But now looking back, like, oh, nigga, we was. We invited Rick into one room. Yeah. But that was Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Yes, it was. Nigga, I had a whole, I had a group, a classroom of kids in that motherfucker before. <laughs> nigga, what? Uh, Who bought kids up here? Uh the Connected Experience. They had some kids from North Oh, Western. I remember uh, the basketball. Um, they had some. Well, you know, it was from a, uh, like a, a arts, media arts, something. But uh, some football players, basketball players. I'm like, no, we had a lot. We had we did a lot of stuff. Wasn't no social distancing <laughs> going on in the old <laughs> you, you studio. Cannot st- you couldn't social distance in that studio. But it just got me thinking, man. And just like listening to some of the, the content. Like we've come, a, I mean, we talk about this shit all the time, but sometimes it just hits you. Like, no, we didn't came a long way. Man, God been good to us. Yeah. God been good to us, dog. Yeah, and um, hey man, we still out here doing it, man. Yeah, and I still enjoy podcasting. It's the only thing I really look forward to in in my week. You know, and sex. Um, of course. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I I really do love podcasting, dog. You know. I, I was thinking about this the other day. My this past weekend, uh, you know, kids need shit, and my daughter suckered me into taking her shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we spent last Saturday, you know, pretty much the whole day together. I was with my oldest girl. Okay, and uh, you know, she 
when you get to a, I, I didn't really realize how introspective she was at her age. She's 14 going on 15. And, you know, I don't never, I don't know what age I was when I figured out like my parents, you know, or people. We, not not even that, but like, you know, they, they go through shit. You know what I'm saying? You you look at your parents your whole life. Like now, when I was in my twenties, like me and my dad had the relationship definitely was different. It was, you know, it wasn't disciplinarian no more. It's more advisor, yeah, you know, than, you know, this is hard nosed dad. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not really like, you know, a real hard nosed type of parent. And that's my that's my heart. You know my my oldest girl. That's 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 my baby. So first I mean, child. That's my that's my first girl. Oh, that's, first girl. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm a little, I'm probably a little bit softer on her than I am on all the other kids. And we just had like a really honest conversation. And she asked me, she's like, "How long do you think you'll you'll do this podcast thing?" And it really got me to thinking, like. I don't know. Maybe till I drop kick the bucket. Like I don't, I don't know because I'm sure you know. Shop talk, shop talk podcast has evolved from what it is today than what it was four years ago. Yeah. Who knows what it's gonna look like four years? Yeah, from four now. near four years from now, our lives will be completely yeah. We'll probably, we'll probably be on television in another state doing business during the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, our lives will be completely different. I'm and I'm and it got me to think like, what would you know, four years from now, uh, us in our mid forties. What is Shop Talk Podcast I, going I to evolve have, into? I, I won't be in my mid forties. I mean, uh, nigga, you'll be forty something. <laughs> be forty two. I mean, you'll be forty two. I'll be forty three. Like, what is it going to look like then? Forty two, like Doug, not broke like Jock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's I don't know. I like when she asked me that. It was just crazy because first of all, she she like asked me some shit I just wasn't ready for. Yeah. You know, nothing podcast related, just like dad and life shit that just caught me to fuck off guard. And then I thought about that shit this week, too. Actually, I was like, no, what if I said we stopping at episode 1000? Like no matter when that is or what's going to at a thousand up, that's enough of these things. Sorry. Then I was like, well, shit, that's still uh, <laughs> fucking 10 years. I mean, yeah, seven, I mean, that's, six years. that's still a little bit, <laughs> a little first, bit of ways out. I mean, we four years in at 218, for, so to be like, that's a long But I'm like, no, what, what's the number? It seemed long, yeah. but I mean, nigga, who, when we started this shit four years ago, you could have never told me four years later we'd be like, my mind just wasn't thinking that. Literally. And who said we always going to drop once a week? Yeah. What if we hit you niggas with five episodes? Like you know what I'm saying? It, what if who, we what if we morph into a 30 minute podcast every day? It could who it's it's still so one early. Topic, one topic a day. It's still so early in its infancy. It's no telling what this could evolve into. So I mean, because once the bag come, and this is all I got to do. I don't give a fuck, nigga. You can <laughs> it'll be a 24 hour stream. <laughs> <laughs> like eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm still here, nigga. We watching TV. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Like. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, never, about that. I, I never thought of it until she, until she brought it up. And then, like I said, man, just spending a day with a 14 year old girl. I can imagine. Uh, is it, I don't want to say entertaining. Uh, it was expensive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Cause her, her taste knows, knows no limit. Uh, and then it's strange. Like, you know, you remember being 14, 15 in the mall. 
you know, I'm walking around my daughter and she, you know, she's pretty, light skinned, shapely young girl and watching young niggas like eyeball my daughter. Yeah, man. It's an uncomfortable experience, yeah, man. man. It's <laughs> my niece is her same age. <laughs> Yo, I I just lost like the the wherewithal from that cuz you know you know, I'm the old nigga. I'm I'm carrying bags and I'm walking behind while she just dipping in and out of Forever 21 and Pink and all of that. I'm I'm just follow, I'm just there with the card. That's all the fuck she give about. She know the budget. She know I got the card. I'm just following along and just standing, you know, two three paces back and just watching her and seeing, you know, the eyes of young boys. So I wasn't ready. You man. Um. So your daughter, she has her own personality, her own views and perspectives on Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Where do you think her personality come from? Like, can you be like, oh, I see why she is this way, not good or bad or indifferent, like, or dudes like, yo, she just distinctly. She She's very distinctly her. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's re- she has a different level of maturity than, you know, ne- I had at that age and her brother's. You know, who are have now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my 17 year old don't give me no problems. He's mature as hell. But like my daughter, she's sh- he not street smart. He book smart. And yeah. I'm not saying that as a knock against him. It's yeah, not yeah. like he grew up. He ain't, you know, he ain't grew up in the street. Yeah. He ain't grow up rough and tumble. He just he book smart. But she like street savvy and book smart. And, you know, she can. She navigates things a little bit differently. She remind I'll be honest, I mean, she does have her own personality, but when I listen to her, when I talk to her, nigga, she is her mother reincarnated. Okay. Okay. I get it. So we had talked about this a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago. And so when you refer to like he not street smart and he ain't grew up in the streets, like there's two different definitions of streets, right? There's Grew up in the streets and people were referring to like criminal. Right. And then people growing up in the street were like, you were just literally out in the street. Yeah. And just traveling around. Children don't do that these days. Right. Because of 2020. Yeah. And I'm a, like, he not naive, but like his spider senses ain't on high. You but know you, what I'm saying? And to develop that, you need to be, be out there. in the street. Yeah. You got to be out there. Like for me. You know, we we grew up similar. Yeah. You know, nigga, I jumped off the porch. I'm 12, 13, and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, my summertime was waking up at 11, coming back home, 9, 10 o'clock. And it was a little earlier for me only because- my, You had your brother. My brother's three years older. Yeah. So when he was out, they like, take him with yeah, you. Yeah, go with your brother. So at-, t- <laughs> at t- Like, I remember my 10th birthday, uh, hanging out with him and his friends somewhere- he only 13, but them niggas, them adults to me, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, uh, my bike at the time only had one handlebar. I mean, <laughs> the, one of the handlebars was broke. I just had one handle. But handle-bar. you made it work. Yeah. but you like balance. I, But like, I was just so proud to tell the older kid I was 10. Like, I got the two digits. That was like a huge milestone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I used to follow around wherever he went, so... I didn't have, you know, I didn't have no brothers, you know, but all of my homies, you know, all the niggas I consider like brothers to me was always like a year or two older than me. So, I mean, I was always like as far as far back as I can remember, I was always in the thick of that shit because them, if them your friends, that's who you was rolling with. Where they went, I went. And so we was always into some shit. 
I'm thinking of this shit now as we as we going in um, talking, and like I be trying to think. I always think in general, like I wonder why this person this way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, what makes this person think this way? Was it because of your environment that you grew up in? Was it like natural, like you was gonna be you no matter what? And then I just be thinking about environmental shit, just being around in the streets and shit like that, hanging with older friends or being at other people's house and their older family and sip, just watching yeah. certain shit. Like I be wondering, like all the wild shit I watched when I was a kid. That really shaped who you are and your view on oh, life. Fuck yeah! You know what I'm saying? Like when, when the older niggas on the on down the street would get into it, or I'm seeing one of the nigga nigga on the block, Finn. He he, the ladies man. You know what I'm saying? He fucking with two different chicks on the same street, and they both looking for him. He hiding in the car. No one knew where this nigga was at because they was both like, "Where you at?" And like he he hiding in the car. And I'm thinking like, "Oh shit, this nigga's a player." Good, better, and different. Like yo, no, no. Both- I re- and I remember those type of memories that that shaped for me. It was my so look when I was growing up. One of my one of my closest, not even closest niggas, but I remember there was an older nigga I always looked up to. Lived up the street. They called it. His name was Ellis. We used to call Ellis the General. Yeah. And I just nigga had new gym shoes all the time. He drove a Cadillac. He lived in the basement. I thought Ellis was like living living the fucking life. And you come up and. Like emulating t- some of that shit. I want, I wanted fresh ass gym shoes because Ellis was the first nigga I seen with canvas Harachis. Mm. I had to have me a pair. He always had cute ass girls. I thought that was what, what the fuck you did. Like the older niggas down the block, like one or two, them niggas went to jail before, and I was like, in your mind, it's like they was in prison. I don't know if they was in prison or regular jail, but like in your mind. Like yo, these niggas hard. These they yeah. oh, they they much older. They older than my brother. You know what I'm saying? My brother got into some some situations and shit. Here go the older niggas, and one of these niggas had a, gun, a little two five. Like niggas is walking around with a gun. Like that shit was like, it was different. You know I, what I'm saying? I when know, you were a kid, you I know it like, may seem crazy, but like I had like three or four friends that got shot. Yeah, and like I'm talking like maybe like three summers in a row, I knew niggas that got shot. And I was like, and literally in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, shit, it must not be that bad because these <laughs> niggas done been shot and they back out. Like at some point in everybody's <laughs> kid mind, I'm knock on wood. I don't want to say this shit out loud. I was, it, it, but it can't like, be that bad. Like nigga, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Because at the time, it was a, a certain level of esteem, for lack of a better term. But, like I personally know, you know, at this time, let's say I'm 17, 18. I personally know four niggas has been shot and they straight. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, eh. Can't be that bad. But then I remember the summer when my one of my best homeboys, Jerron, got shot. And I saw how fucked up, you know, like that shit happened to him. Like he was in the hospital for a long ass time, lost weight. He came out the hospital like a whole, that, not the nigga I grew up with. Yeah. He came out the hospital somebody else. Yeah. And that's when I, that's when it finally clicked up. I'm like, oh, this shit is for real. Like that shit scarred him from, he got a scar from his shoulder down to his navel. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, that's that's not what I thought getting <laughs> shot was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it's, it's, it's interesting, like what shapes a young mind and how you learn to deal with conflict how you see like yo the face the facial expression that these two women had or the anger 
or when when a nigga's about to get into a fight or a nigga who just got jumped come back like you see like evil and dis- you yeah. you just learn it's a different disconnection you just learn different moods and different facial expression and and the re energy and shit like that and uh, I be thinking about that shit all the time, man, with, 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 with children around us, uh, uh, children and just in this generation right now. And it's a lot of killing going on. Yeah. Still. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of it's, niggas getting shot all the time. And I be thinking, like, I wonder how this is impacting all these younger folks and who they going to be as adults based yeah, on it, all the shit they're It around. tattoos your mind. It tattoos your mind. And, and, the, and the funny thing, like, when I'm riding with my daughter, you know, me and her just kicking it, having conversation. I'm asking her how she's feeling about going to high school and yeah. and all of that shit. And she stopped me missing. And she's like, I heard things about you. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, just stop me dead in my tracks. I'm like, you heard things. She said, yeah, I done heard mom talking, talking about things you did when you were younger. I'm like, so what's your mama tell you? Yeah. And she's like, you know, that's... That's between mom and I, but I, I've I've heard things. I, I hear different nicknames that people call you when we go places. I see how your friends or when we run. She was basically saying, like, when we be out in the streets and I see people I grew up with or see people, you know, I went to school with, like, yeah. the reaction is the same. She, you know, this your dad? Oh, your dad was wilding back. And she, and she was like, so are these stories true? And I had to, like. I didn't know where to go with the conversation. I don't know what you was told, so I can't say yay or nay. (laughs) All I can tell my baby is like, look, you know. I was a whole nother person before you. Yeah, like you you and your brothers changed my life. Y'all never going to know me. That's what I'm saying. You will know me in this role as father. Yeah, as dad. But you won't. Well, until they do the documentary on your life, you know what I'm saying? You not like she know don't. Me. She don't know me. She don't know Dame. She know. She know her daddy. She know dad. Yeah. <laughs> what your kids call you? Dad. What the fuck? <laughs> Some people go pop. You know what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not one of the pop people. You nah, know what I'm saying? dad. I'm just dad. I dad, mean, but but like the girls and they won't. You know, it's the difference between dad, daddy, and dad. Gosh, like that's yeah. that's that's two different. I know when I get that call and I hear daddy on the other line, how much is it gonna cost me? I don't ever. I don't. Even, I don't think I ever called my mom mommy. It was either my or mama. I don't never. I never put the M M Y on it. It's my or you know I call him my bird. I don't think I put the D D the D D Y on my daddy. Is it the dad or it's always dad? <laughs> it's like, kinda, you, you, as a man, I don't daddy. Even as a kid, <laughs> yeah. Like it was always just dad. Yeah. You ever address him by his first name now? Never. Y'all men. I don't address adults. <laughs> I don't address. I don't. Dress, no, I, I, I hate that shit. Actually, I don't like when people address they uh they um parents as their first name. Like that's okay. that's not that's not a thing. No man, especially not in our family. Look, dog, to the to the last breath that my old man took, he was he was dead. Yeah, for and sure. And that was just it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so man, you had a, uh, this was a, a big week for you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff that went on this week. Uh, how'd you? deal with everything this week man uh you know this week was uh a year since my old man passed uh dog it's, it's it was tough it's it's surreal uh only because like a year later you know i you know the facebook memories the instagram memories kind of come up 
and I realized where I was like a year ago this time. Yeah. I was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I spent all that time in the hospital around this. Like it was, you know, I always feel like, you know, I'm a man of faith. You know, regardless of what I go through, how much crazy I talk, I know God got my back. Yeah. And I know I'm only here because of his love, his will, and I know he he watching over a nigga. And I just look back on where I was, man, like I almost lost my foot, almost lost my life. I lost my pops and my job the same day. Nigga didn't work for damn near seven more months after that shit. And I look back on just everything that I lost through that year, and it's tough. It's heavy. It's heavy. I mean, it's a, it's a constant reminder. I mean, nothing... You know, the I say it all the time, man. There's an emptiness that comes along with losing your parents. I don't know how to describe it. I, I don't know how to quantify that feeling, but it's a it's an emptiness and a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on somebody I hated. <sighs> yeah, man. It's and I'm lie. still and I still feel like, you know, I was barely getting over losing my mom, and then my. The shit happened with my dad. The only thing that really kind of helped me is that, you know, I had seen I knew what was happening. I knew he was dying. And I had, you know, kind of already dealt with those emotions and what to expect when I lost my mother. So I wasn't like it didn't completely knock the wind out of me. And then I knew, like, yo, I still got my sister. You know, granted, she a grown woman. But that's still my that's still my sister. That's my yeah. baby sister. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to be there and be strong for her. I, I got five kids that don't have no grandparents on my side of the family. And I mean, shit, they looking for me for answers. They they trying to figure out their own emotions and, you know, not having no grandparents. And they, you know, 14, 15, you know, they young in, in the grand scheme of things and shit. Who they looking to? Like I, I gotta be strong and and be the one, be the next man up when it comes to you know continuing on for my family and the things, their responsibilities and their lives. So I mean, I just kind of got to keep pushing and and I always look at it like this. My dad was, you know, not I'm not gonna say like he wasn't a, he was a loving person in his own way, but he was just like a no frills yeah. type of guy. You know what I'm saying? And like you know nobody's coming to save you. You know, you just got to, yeah, I, I had my rough moments. Fuck yeah, man. On on Wednesday, I couldn't, I could barely put it together. But I, I'll be honest, man. You know, I had some good people checking in on me. You, Verge, uh, my girl Chris reached out to me. Uh, the mothers of my kids, you know, were there and uh, supportive. You know, so I, I, I still got a good circle around me. That you know what stepped in and cared about me, you know, somebody bought me dinner. You know, people were just kind of checking in on me throughout the day because they knew knew where I was. So I know that love and that support is still there, and I just got to keep I got to keep thugging it out. Yeah, man, love and support always, man. I mean, it's it's you know I I always say it. God never gave me brothers, but He gave me niggas that became like blood to me, like niggas like you, Verge. You know, the other homies I grew up with, like, literally, y'all have been there my whole life. And, you know, when shit, shit got thick, I know y'all still there. So, yeah, man. I you know, Shop Talk just ain't 
just ain't what we do. Like, you know, we we talk about it, but like, dog, I didn't known you twenty years. Like, easy. And you know, when you got friendships like that, you know that that's family to me. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's always a tough process, man. And um, unfortunately, uh, one of the homies, Tommy, you know, he lost his father this week. I didn't know that. Yeah, man, on Wednesday. Oh man, or that's... technically on Tuesday, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, he ain't been. He ain't. I mean, he posted a whole bunch of pictures yesterday, but you know. It's tough, man, because like him and his dad. Him and his pops was real close. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got to reach out to him. I had no clue. Um, So love, light, respect, power, going towards him. Everybody, man, who dealing with that, man, because it's no easy task. No, There's no way around it. You know nah. what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I understand it's a circle of life. You know, you, I, I, parents are, are, children are supposed to bury their parents. But I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It is, man. And family is so important to me, man. And, um, you know, we was, I was talking and chronicling all the, you know, the family stuff I've been doing. Mm-hmm. That's like on my mom's side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, my dad's side, like, we not as close. Mm-hmm. Some of them are as close. Um, this week, I got a chance to, uh, I went over and hung out with my cousin. Um. David, you know what I'm saying, who yeah. came on the show. And uh, he came up here a couple of weeks ago, and we kicked it, talked, you know what I'm saying? For yeah, I remember seeing him at the 200 for a quick second. Um, and uh, I went over there, uh, met his wife, his, his family, and uh, we sat there kicking it, man, for like a good two, three hours, you know what I'm saying? And like when we was younger, like we used to hang out all the time when we was like kids, mm-hmm. and we just stopped. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody on that side, we and I don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we, children, we don't. You don't know what what was going on with the adults. Yeah, when parents don't don't communicate or don't go, we just don't stop. So we we uh we got a chance to kick it and talk. And his wife was like, "This is the first family member I've met from your mom's side of the family." Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? Everything else is on his dad's side. And I was like, man, that's that's so unfortunate. Now my cousin Terrell, who came up here from Houston, he clearly on my on my dad's side. So like we close, but like it can be better. And we just put a plan together, like we gonna fix all of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With family members, the whole nine. Because I mean, literally, like at the end of the day, you got your family, like your blood family, and you got the the people that you really your extended family, right? And like that's all that matters. It 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 really is. Um, somebody had mentioned or asked me like, "Do you worry about things that you say on a podcast may come back to you or some shit like that?" Mm. And not even like because I had just said something wild or like, "But do you ever think of that?" And then <sighs> I thought about, and we'll get into it, this Nick Cannon shit that's going on, right? Right. And I was like, you know. The opinions of strangers, I don't really care about. Nah, I, like I know I say a lot of wild shit, but like I don't give a fuck about what other people think about you know my feelings or what I say about things. Now I do care what people think. It's just not the opinions of strangers that I care about. Like I care about 
what my family thinks about me. You know, I come on here and I don't try and speak maliciously about, you know, people or situations, but like I if I got some if I have an opinion, I'm I'm going to express it. Like with my loved ones and the people who I think truly know me, if I say some shit that offends them or if they looking at me wild or they crushed it in my character, that's when I know. That's when I care. But just random people or this who don't not to even sound mean, but just don't matter in real life. Yeah. Don't care. And I used to. I just I just can't. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's family over everything, man. That, that's all it can be. All right, man. So as we transition. We got, we got a lot of shit to unpack this week. We definitely do, man. Uh, I do want to start with Nick Cannon since we, since we brought it up. Let's do it. Um. So I actually watched him with progress, Professor Griff on Cannon. I watched Cannon's class. I follow Nick Cannon. You know what I'm saying? I like Nick Cannon. I'm a fan of Nick Cannon. Um, shout out to AJ and SJ. They hit me up, said we got a drop. I forgot that we did the, um, upon further review and we discussed Nick Cannon. Mm, we did. So I'm going to chop that shit up and put it out. We got to do another episode of upon further yeah. review. Um, but I'm going to put that out. Um, I like Nick Cannon. Um, I think he's been putting in some pretty good work. Uh, I believe I said some inflammatory things on upon further review. I'm about, fairly sure about Nicholas Cannon. I had to think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I, I totally forgot what we all, what we talked about. But I mean, my stance on him has always been the same. I think he a corny motherfucker, but in terms of like his business acumen, like you can't ain't no chinks in that armor. Well, let's talk about it. What is corny? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, and I don't want to seem like it. It probably seemed like I'm I'm hating. That's probably how it kind of kind of come off. But like, just the nigga whole demeanor is black like, people. This, this is what corny, corny is fuck. This is what corny means. If you don't appear street, and if you don't appear physically um, imposing, you probably corny. But I know, and it just appear. Yeah, because I know Nick Cannon from he he from around the way. I mean, he not think about anybody you think that's corny. It's because. A, you do not look street, and you don't. I don't have any kind of fear. You think of Wayne Brady, right? Yeah, Wayne Brady, corny. You would think of Carlton off of, on, on some on some Fresh Prince of Bel Air shit, right? You be like, oh, this nigga corny. But in real life, Carlton was a real motherfucker. Carlton was the realest nigga on that show. Will got shot. That nigga went and got a got licky. the burner. He went and got the gun. You feel me? Yeah. Like when when Will um overdose on some fucking pills and shit that nigga didn't tell on will nah. you know what i'm saying well, no, still I, tall. I, let me he, rephrase that when he got the pills and and did and, he, and will gave them to him he, he stood tall then when that nigga went to macarthur park when he went 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 when somebody tried to call out um his blackness or whatever in the little fraternity like yeah. he stood like in real life carlton was a real nigga but we'll look at him and be like yo that's corny you know what I'm saying? Because you don't fit the stereotypical what a nigga or a thug is. And anybody who ain't the prototypical. But I mean, I know I, I, I've I'm seen not, I've seen the Nick Cannons. I know Nick from the hood. Like he not, you know, just some bitch ass nigga. He just kind of on TV. The persona comes off a little bit corny in my in my eyes. But but was Will Smith corny? <sighs> Man, 
Yes, he seems corny to me, but I know the nigga. Because I know, because like, I mean, in real life, Will Smith and Nick Cannon, it's not that much difference. No, they 1.0, 2.0. I mean, 1A, 1B, they the same, they the same nigga in essence. But I mean, I know Will from from Philly. He from that shit that he talk about. West Philadelphia, born and raised. It sounds jokey on the motherfucking Fresh Prince, you know, intro, but West Philly rough as fuck. And that's where the nigga from. So, I mean, it's got to be, you know, some street cred from there. But I'm not, yeah. all, all all that shit aside, Nick Cannon is an incredible businessman and an incre- and has incredible business acumen. Yeah. And um, and just outside of business, just standing up for what he believe in. All the time. And trying to educate and trying to help and trying to assist and push the, and push the quote unquote culture forward. And, and- And what I don't want to be hypocritical of is when Nipsey died last year or when he was murdered last year and he was doing the Dr. CB documentary and and Nick was like, I'm going to finish it. You know, we was talking like, nigga, protect Nick Cannon. And, you know, this ain't going to be the time we should be turning on. I'm not going to belittle another black man and turn my back on him in this moment. Like, we should be supporting that nigga. He said what he he said. True facts. So he was on there. And it was two things that got people up in the uproar. He was talking about um, the white man being savage. Right. Um, And I think the issue is, I've said it before, I'll say it again. No one understands nuance unless it's talking to them specifically. Right. When someone says the white man, they are not speaking about all white people. Like, that's just not it. But you can't argue with me that the white man has not been savage on the face on the on the planet. You can go back through history. We learn violence from our white counterparts. Now, the white man murdered millions, millions of Native Americans on this land. The white man enslaved Africans through the transatlantic slave trade and then brought us over here and held us captive for 300 years and then another 100 years to Jim Crow and, and segregation. That was the white man. Right. That's not every white person, but that's a fact. The white man dropped a bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and disintegrated people, men, women, and children. Think about what time that happened was it black heads of government and was it was it was it black people in the heads of military? No, that was the white man, not all white people. This is history. This is fact. It's not an opinion. No. This is not an emotional. No, nigga, this is documented. Fact. I didn't write your history. You wrote your history, right? Yeah. Hey. So but when he said white men are the real savages, they took offense to that. And I mean, I. It's not lost on me why you would be offensive, why that you would be offended. Right, right. But when you look at what he said and it's backed up in history, don't be ashamed of what your people have done. Y'all, y'all put the the the, the black on the quote unquote black on black crime statistic up there all the time, right? right. And we supposed to eat that shit. Well, that's y'all people. That's what y'all doing. No, it's just crime. <laughs> it's just crime. You know what I'm saying? And he also referenced, um that the so-called Jews or Jewish people aren't the true children, children of, of Israel. Yeah. 
And he says that the black people are the children of Israel. I mean, the original a, Hebrews. I mean, they say, yo, the, the, they, they was going to be taken. And what they talk about these people who's going to be taken and go through 400 years of like, fam, it matches up with the shit I just said. So, you know what I'm saying? So he's not the only person that think that believe that he also referenced like a point that Farrakhan makes often because they say, man, you, you, y'all keep calling me an anti-Semite every time I say something that doesn't hold um, Jewish people in the best light. However, it's racist to think that only Jewish people are Semite people because Arabs are as well. And they went through the different people and say, y'all say I, I, um, after the Million Man March, I ran over to the Middle East and I was um, basically uh, coloring up to the Arabs. Well, how can I be anti-Semitic if they Semitic people and y'all say I'm too friendly with them. I can't be anti-Semitic. It's racist for you to think that the only that that that's the argument that he's made right, right. plenty of times. And when you go look, uh, that's neither here nor there. That was said, and then he gets y'all. We not he not fucking with you no more on VH1, Viacom, CBS. We 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 out of the Nick Cannon business because of your comments. Which basically spawned because two weeks ago, Deshaun Jackson said the same thing. But Deshaun Jackson quoted Hitler, a, a, a quote that was attributed to Hitler, which was not even, Hitler never said this. Right. It was a quote attributed to him, but he was like, yo, I, I, Hitler. So he scratched this shit out and posted it again. <laughs> but it's like, yo, I'm going to start doing something now. Because if you say anything, whether it is factually or anti-Semitic or not, we done with you. So we need to hold everyone accountable for anti-black speech. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Then we should we couldn't hold Viacom's feet to the fire real easily. I mean, in general, if you say something that's anti-black, we got to have enough wherewithal. For us to stand strong and say, no, we're not accepting that from you. You're going to apologize because that's ultimately what happens. You say something that we don't agree with. Forget it. If it's anti whatever. We don't do that. If it misrepresents our people. We don't do that yet. But just as I come on this motherfucker every week and find out whose man's is this. Let me hear some shit that's anti-black. Oh, I hold your feet to the fire. Fuck it till somebody else start doing it, too. Until everybody collectively do it too, because don't don't act like this is the only the the only group that that cares about their representation, right? Because I care about ours. We got a history, a documented history, just as they have a documented history of pain and, and torture. No, respect my shit like respect it the same. Respect our respect my motherfucking mind. You know, it's and and I always when when you talk about that, I always have an issue with like. You know, and, and in no way do I want to go, you know, our our plight is worse than this plight or worse than that plight. But when you talk about like the different tragedies throughout the course of, you know, history, you know, we speak about what happened with Jews in the Holocaust, you know, with with Native Americans and then their slavery. And it seems like, you know, certain causes or other causes or ethnicities, you know, have have gotten their opportunity to. What's 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 a good to get what's reparations? 
and okay. w- whether that or, or get restorative justice. There, that's 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 better. That's better. And us as black people, we're still we're still scratching and clawing and begging, essentially, for that. You just finally decided not to call the team in Washington uh, the 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 racially insensitive. Now I don't even want to say it, right? Right. But you still got the Minnesota Vikings because the Vikings is the white man, and y'all raped, pillaged, and murdered. Like that's not a good thing. Viking, go look up what a Viking is. Them motherfuckers is evil. But that history and that sort of culture is more or less revered. You seen uh you watch Game of Thrones? Absolutely. The the Wildlings? <laughs> Our Vikings. Those Our are fucking Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's the closest thing I can think of. Like the Vi- Vikings is that's not a good thing. But y'all You ever seen up. the show Vikings? Yeah. Shit violent as a motherfucker. Savage like. It's is is 100% savage. Like I'm I, no bullshit. If you, this not the cliche. If you Google savage, I'm sure that's going to reference the Vikings. <laughs> like it's a part of their history. You know what I'm saying? The Vikings weren't black. No, but it's but it's celebrated. That's that that type of savagery that that, that is celebrated. Now, when the president of the United States gets up here and says this is a Chinese virus, the Kung flu. It's what that nigga called it. He factually correct. It's a Chinese virus. We got a lot of social media wars and social justice wars. That is so fucking racist. You can't say that. Well, our president is calling it what it is. So if the president can say that's a Chinese virus, then Nick Cannon can say the white man is savage because both of them are factually correct. Yeah. What brother... Example, can I give you to the then the leader of the free world? And the Republicans support Donald Trump when he said niggas stand behind it. Stand behind Nick Cannon then. Nick Cannon went to went to college, fam. And I'm He was not, on campus. Not online. Yeah, he was on campus in class. And that's where he recorded that show, Cannon Class from. And ha- like I don't know if y'all watch Cannon's class on YouTube. It's really you. I, I learn a lot. Well, I learn a lot, and I get a good place to start to look for information. You know what I'm saying? So after I hear a conversation, okay, now I got a. It's basis. thought provoking. Yeah. So now let I me. I mean, go- per- personal preference aside, I mean, it's thought provoking conversation. And most and most things, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Let me go look into that. I hear this particular person's take on it. Right. Now let me go look into it. Um, what do you think should be done, though, so that we can't get canceled by other people? Look, man, it's it's all in what we always preach and say. You got to own some shit. You got to own some shit. And you got you to gotta go where you are celebrated and appreciated. That's fine. You know, sometimes relation this relationship between us is not going to work. But there are other television networks that would appreciate having Nick Cannon's presence on their network night in and night out. I mean, there's Revolt, there's OWN, there's other options. Uh, Nick Cannon was like, Remy my wilding out billion dollar brand. So I got to thinking. I know the answer to this. 
I think I do. You think uh, Wild and Out worth a billion dollars? A billy? So before you answer, I start thinking about it. They do go on tour. Wild it's a touring is, brand. Wild and Out is 15 years old. Is it that old? 15 years old. Fuck. So think about how much commercial space you've ran and you how much money you've made off of commercials for 15 years. And Wild and Out was coming on like damn near every night on MTV. Yeah. So you getting money off that one and it's a lead in, right? So whatever program that comes on that came on right after that shit is benefiting. You getting So if I take advertising dollars for 15 years on television on all these stations, I'm going to get a couple dollars from that shit. That's one. Two going on tour for the last 2 years across the country selling out arenas. That's money. Right. There is a wildin' out bar in Miami. That's late, and I, if I'm if I'm mistaken, there's two different ones. Like I think the brand over the last fifteen years has made a billion dollars. I didn't know it was on fifteen years. <sighs> I mean, maybe a billion might be kind of lowballing it. Yeah. Because like, you you see what it has the potential to bring to you and your network. And then, like, just beyond wilding out, like Nick Con- Nick Cannon creates content. You know what I'm saying? He got he got the radio show. He got wilding out Cannon's class. Like he's a content creator. Put him in the right situation and the right deal. He's going to give you the meat that your network needs in order to continue to su- to sustain. Now, Nick Cannon never trademarked wilding out. MTV did in 2019. Nigga, we could have bought Wildin' Out. Now, all the thing he got to do is tell it to W-I-L-D apostrophe in, out. And who cares if it's wild, space, in, space, out. You can take that shit anywhere. But what I want to do... Well, well, you can pe- take that concept anywhere. I want people to do what Barry doing. It's created on digital network. Why the fuck it got to be on TV? Yeah. I watch. I don't watch TV. Could be a net. Could could Wildin' Out be like a Netflix only type of thing? Could you think it that type of show could sustain like that though? No. What I mean is, it doesn't. Or need just to, the platform. Yeah, it don't need to be on broadcast television. I got you. I, it could be streaming. Oh, Wildin' Out would be crazy if it was just streaming only. Like, why wouldn't it not be? I can dev- download a fucking app and watch. You, you watch. I watch TV yeah. off of YouTube. When I watch television, I bought YouTube TV. Matter of fact, I got an Apple TV. Everything that I watch at home on quote unquote TV is streamed through my Apple television. It does not need an antenna. It does. I don't even want Revolt to be on TV no more. Why ain't that shit an app? Yeah, it could be. It. I I wasn't even thinking of it like that, but that could. And then like, you know, I've said this before. Like when you look at artists, they get so big where you don't need the machine anymore. Like why? You are the machine. You know, you're, you're your own. Beyonce don't need a record label. She's Beyonce. She drop an album in the middle of. If she develops a Beyonce app, you got to pay ten dollars a month, and she just drop music whenever the fuck she feel like it. Or you buy the. Beyonce. She's her own entity, and so is Nick Cannon in this case. You be you buy the Beyonce album app for fifteen dollars, and every piece of content that I ever release 
for this project is going there and there only. Music video for every song, there. Streams, there. Uh, every interview I do on it or across the everything, all that shit is going directly there for $15. And whenever, 10 years from now, you want to go reel it, it's all there. So instead of me taking splits, fam, I could just do it all. Yeah. Like, why, why? What do we do? Like, why do we need the network again? Because that's what we've been. Con- it's just that old way of business that people have been conditioned to. Tyler Perry, I'm pretty sure he can that Nick can record in Tyler Perry Studios. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then broadcast online. Like just the I mean I, I I'm, thought I'm, I, we, we gonna act like like Dame Dash don't got a, a fucking television network, a digital streaming television network right fucking now. Ownership is the key. That he owns right now. That's 24 hours streaming. Cooking shows, TV shows. Billy Carson got a show with us on there. I don't know if y'all follow Billy Carson. I don't know who that is, but you need to. Um, like, fam, it's being done right now, and it's a monthly subscription. It's ownership. Ownership is key. That's it. I don't got cable. I can't watch Revolt. But if Revolt had a fucking app, nigga, fucking Smack got a goddamn app, nigga. Yeah. You're going to reach more people on a phone, on a tablet, on a computer than you're going to reach plugged into a coaxial cable in the back it's, of their TV. It's, it's just the way that business is evolving. I mean, you know, we are probably like the last generation that was like kind of connected to cable and I need A, B, C, and D in order to enjoy television. My kids barely watch a physical TV. Everything that they need is on their phones, their tablets, their laptops. And when it, I watch it, it moves a, with them. And when I watch it on a physical TV, I'm shooting the shit from my phone to the the TV. Now is a fucking it's a monitor, sixty inch monitor, a sixty yeah. inch four K monitor or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Or um, like we don't need that shit, dog. Because I'm gonna do it myself through a fucking app. And put all that shit on there. So then then YouTube can't even kick me the fuck off. Yeah. Because ultimately, YouTube can kick you off. When they, they, they've they switched their monetization process three times in the last three years, and niggas lose a lot of money when your whole entire account is there. You drop some shit, and then you get blocked, and they kick You don't have your money no more, dog. Your whole entire business is, can be can Your be business snatched. model is dead. Because you're essentially subleasing. Yeah. And so, once the lease, and once YouTube decides they don't want, you know, like you said, they're gonna block you. They don't want your content there. Well, you're not hack your shit. Oh, you're done. Everybody got hacked on Twitter this yeah, week. Yeah, you're done, niggas. Elon Musk was tweeting out fake links about cryptocurrency. Fucking Tim Cook. Like everybody got fucking hacked. Got hacked this week. And so ordered Jack Dorsey or Jack, I was like, yo, it's been a tough day, man. <laughs> uh, no passwords was used or whatever. So y'all don't know, like a lot of giant major uh, accounts got hacked and say I'm in a given mood because of COVID. Everybody who sent me Bitcoin, I'm going a, I'm to a double it. And whoever did that shit, them niggas made millions of dollars. Because when Elon Musk say I'm, I'm feeling generous, send me some Bitcoin, and I'll double that shit for you like a fool, you niggas... <laughs> you know it's still amazing to me that niggas get scammed on the internet but he had a verified check on it I'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying jay i thought it was i thought it was elon he, he got a blue check and elon would never do this to people 
I have all my faith in Elon. I have all my faith in and insert famous person here with the blue track. I don't believe shit on the internet. Man. I'm an old school internet nigga. I got catfished back in the early 90s. Back in the late 90s. I don't believe shit on the internet. Yeah, man. Um, Before they called it catfishing. I'm supporting Nick. Um, he's still on The Mass Singer. Um, so Still getting them checks. Still getting that check. He going to be all right. Um, I'm going to support him. Until I don't want to no more, and that's probably until he do some some wild shit to me. <laughs> uh, but still, man, uh, we gotta su- save Nick, support Nick, dog. All right, yeah. Um, all right, man. Let's talk about this. Uh, in fact, let me let me look at my list too first. Okay. Um, I saw you dropped the shop talk video this week when you did your intro. Yeah, I really was. Uh, Thanks for doing shit solo again. No, I really um was trying out this tri uh, this tripod and um I this different lens and I recorded the shit in four K and I um I I recorded it in in C log, which is like a flat gray joint. And so then I did a little color grade just so I can get used to it. Now four K. That file was four gigabytes and that shit was only 56 <laughs> seconds. God damn. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just wanted to see. And then I had it. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll upload that shit. Um, but that really was a test. I was going to delete it, but people liked it. So whatever. Um, couple things. You saw the video of the cop who shot and killed dude coming at her with a knife. Yes, I did. I was happy that happened. Uh, what, else, what the fuck else is he supposed to do? Um, I I see some wild shit on the internet, man. They Somebody was like, why ain't she tase him? I shot this nigga like 14 times and he was coming <laughs> at me, dog. I, I don't tase. know what that taser would have done. <laughs> like, everybody was like, why she missing? She wasn't missing, dog. No, no, she was plugging. <laughs> she was plugging. <laughs> that nigga said, <laughs> and still kept coming, dog. <laughs> like, apparently... That nigga stabbed the old man in the neck multiple times inside of a a a, a, a quickie mark because the nigga wouldn't have he wouldn't have he didn't have a mask on, so old girl pulled up. They gave her a description of the vehicle. He pulled she pulled up. He get right out the car with, with two <laughs> knives, nigga, and he charged. He charged as soon as he got out the car, and he was mocking her. He was like, "Put the weapon down. Put the weapon down." No, really, drop the weapon. Drop the weapon. And then he did a little skip, and she let the nigga have it. Then, shout out to her for and her training. Uh, he tried to grab the gun, and her hand, his hand hit the gun, which caused a jam. So that's when she tapped it, cleared it, racked it, and started shooting again. Now, quick thinking, quick thinking, training because that wasn't thinking; that was training. Like she literally no, that's muscle, just muscle straight memory. muscle memory. Yeah. Which is a good thing, cause you can't you don't, you can't afford to be out there thinking about shit. That shit gotta be yeah. boom, boom, boom. But shout out to us living in a free state. Now she the police, so she'll be okay anyway. But shout out to us for living in a free state. I would hate to live in California or New York City or even Chicago, but California, New York City. For 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 California, for example, you can have guns, but you only can have ten rounds in California. And Joe Biden would like to have that shit across the entire country. And when he becomes president, he's going to try to take away AR-15s. He said this himself here in Michigan, by the way, in Detroit at JNAP. Um, and he's going to try to put a 10-round a, a ban on magazines, a 10-round 
capacity of magazines. That lady would be dead right now or stabbed the fuck up if she only had 10, 10 shots. Because yeah. cause y'all be looking at movies and think when you shoot a nigga, he flies through <laughs> a door. <laughs> no, that shit don't really happen nah. like that. Hey, she was lit. She was putting lead into this nigga, dog. The nigga was high, drugs. I don't know, or just off pure or Boy, that, that meth have him juice the fuck up, fam. One, what if it was two people? Ten shots ain't doing. She, she would have been dead. She'd have been. They'd, gone. they'd have killed her. And guess what? Everybody don't hit every target every single time. Because I'm I ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the planet. I mean, the, the the shit. The planet ain't never shot nobody before, or shot at nobody. She was dead on. Nigga, she, she was, was dead on. She was lighting that nigga ass up. And it was hard for me to count. I think she shot at least 13 or 14 times. She probably hit him 10. I, she probably hit him 10 times. Dog, she was on him. I don't think none of them shots missed, dog. I really don't. Like, because he dropped the knife. There was no reason for him. He dropped the knife because one of the motherfucking bullets hit his ass <laughs> like that. That shit kind of hurt. Yeah. And he dropped that bitch trying to pick it up. And j- came at her. Like, look, man, y'all better leave these motherfuckers alone. See, why ain't y'all tase them yet? Yeah, they could, why ain't y'all shoot them in the leg? Yo. They teach you to shoot to kill, not shoot to slow down, not shoot to maim. They teach you, if you take a CPL class, they teach you to shoot to kill. You should only be pulling out your gun if there's a, a, a imminent threat to your life. That's the only reason, right? You shoot to eliminate the threat. You have seven seconds. Is is it that long? Or am I? I might be a little off, but man. you got about seven seconds once you pull it. Man, you pull a gun. And you in a gunfight for seven seconds. That shit probably feel like fifteen minutes. Dog. <laughs> right. May I ever tell you about the time my brother got into a shootout on the front porch, dog? No. I'm gonna have him tell a story one time. <laughs> Dwayne been an enforcer his whole life. Uh, this was this was he was an adult. This was I was at Comcast. You know what I'm saying? And he called and told me what was going on. I'm sitting at the I'm sitting at the at Comcast with a fucking tie on in my office and shit. And that's when I went and bought my first rifle. Cause you thought she was gonna have to use it when you got home. Yeah. Okay. And we went. I went and bought my first rifle and shit. And then we sat in the house waiting around two. <laughs> <laughs> we sat in the house uh, and we was like, "Yo, you know, if it happened, it happened." But uh, it was something. It, anyway, but that's it. Say that to say that if you get into a shootout, fam, it's it's a long time. No matter how short it is, it's a long time. Like, I don't. I don't. People who've never been around guns, gunshots, and all that shit, like it's it's uh romanticized when you watch TV and movies and shit like that. You know, that's that's my phone. I say this a it's a dog in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean that type of shit is romanticized, but like when you actually grow up in these environments where you hear bullets whizzing past you, like that shit's not. It's is it's not a joke. It's not a fucking game. Yeah, man. Um, and that shit happens. It's a long time, and it's quick as fuck. At the same damn time, you know what I'm saying? Like gunshots go off. It's a long time, and it's quick as hell at the same damn time. Um, but what what interested what interests me, and you hear the chant "No justice, no peace," right? Right. N O justice in all peace um i'd be interested about that chant because 
if it's no justice, no peace, right? Right. We clearly not getting no justice. So you out there with no peace. So then why when the police do something to you, y'all be like, yo, we was out here peacefully protesting. I thought it was no justice, no peace. So either A, no justice, there's still going to be peace, <laughs> and your slogan is a lie, or you're not being a peaceful protester. Like, which one is it? Because it can't be both at the same time. Like, I've been really frustrated with all these protests, not because I don't believe you should protest. I'm frustrated with the response when I decide I'm going to be an agitator. Because sometimes I'm an agitator right? and I push the line, but I'm never going to punch a nigga in the face. And when a nigga punch me back, I'm going to get on the internet and it's like, I can't believe a nigga punched me. <laughs> Can y'all believe this? Look what he just did. You can't start a fight and then this is why I'm mad. You can't throw rocks and hide your hands. I don't, you know, I like confrontation. I believe in fighting. Like I, like that's not no shit. Like, that's not no shit that I, I sugarcoat. I believe in fighting, and I like that shit. And I believe, like, if you stand firm on some shit, that's what you just. That's just what the fuck you should be. So let me make this a little bit more clear because I think I was rambling a little bit. So this week, uh, there have been protests in the streets um, against the Detroit public school system. Yeah, because um, the DPS um, has allowed in person summer school volunteer in summer in person summer school you can do it online or if you would like you can send your children to school it's a totally volunteer thing so mm -hmm. like parents have said i want to send my child to school the schools are being taught by volunteer teachers like teachers who are okay with coming inside of the school and teaching kids in person everybody who is involved in this process is there because they want to be there. We have protesters who are protesting this. The first day of summer school, 20% of the kids did not make it to school because the protesters were blocking the school buses and things of that nature. Right. Um, this is where my frustration comes in at. I got a flesh and blood human being who has made a decision to send their child to school. And you're out here protesting free will. I don't understand. Like, you also don't want people in school because you don't want them next to each other for Corona. So to protest, you go get a bunch of people and stand next to them to protest. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, you, the exact same thing that you're protesting, you're doing. Right. And you're protesting free will. No one, no one's making the parents go out there. No one's making the teachers teach. It's volunteer. Fam, you cannot protest free will because what you're asking for. Now you're imposing your will. That's and that's come on, man. Now you're imposing your will on someone else. I get it that you don't like it, but you need to mind your fucking business because this don't have nothing to do with you. It's dangerous. You know, I, I, I. Somebody reached out to me, or you know, I even talked to my kids' mothers. You know. One of them in particular wanted to send one of the kids to to summer school. And I'm, you know, for me, I don't feel like school is safe right. for my children right now. And with some of the health issues and concerns that I have personally, yes. I'm not comfortable with that idea of a child around other because kids don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? They'll sneeze into their hand, high five each other, 
scratch their ass, not washing mm. their hands. I, I ain't really with you bringing that shit back home. You know, I, I, I 100% support that because you have the autonomy to make that decision yourself. And your home and your lifestyle situation and your health conditions is unique to you and your family. But who am I to tell you that you shouldn't be able to make that decision? Right. If I came in like, you know what, Dame, I hear all that, but no, you got to do this no matter what. Because essentially that's what you're asking people to do. Like, we always do this. We always ask for our ability to make a decision to be taken away. We do that shit with the DPS. The, the, we No, we don't like this. Do this, do this, do this. And then when the shit get ran by the state, it was like, I can't believe you niggas took all our power away. Like You, you push it. You continuously push it in their hands. Um, I think there's more power in, you know, the protest. Like, if you don't... I think when it comes to this situation, the 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 true power is as parents, you know, guardians, adults. If we all collectively say, you know what, we're not sending our kids into school, whether it's summer school or come September, because this shit isn't safe. Yeah. Then we, you know, more or less force their hand to come up with an alternative. And the alternative is online school. But that's not effective for everybody. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? And some people can't. But, but the kids got to have some type of, it's got to be something. Yeah. So I don't think there should be just, uh, well, nothing until we get a get a vaccine. So it's summer school. By default, that shit like a, a quarter of the people anyway. Right. And then it's Corona. So there's probably another quarter of the quarter that's there. It's not a lot of people in there. You can probably socially distance when there's a small amount of children there. Now, whether you think that's an okay decision for you, I'm not here to say that you that that's the right or wrong decision. What I'm saying is you can't protest people's free will. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's free will. You want freedom. Half the niggas tell them, like, y'all don't be thinking this shit through. What's your end goal? Okay, now you didn't protest it. Now what's the next step? The protest is supposed... It should lead to something. It should lead to some change, some result. Y'all just stopping the buses. The protest is the flyer. The action is the party. Okay, we having a party. Throw the flyer out there. Y'all never got the party. What's the... What's the... the, the <laughs> just throw your hands up because we don't know. I don't know what... I don't know what they. It feels like niggas just found out that there is a such thing as a protest because everybody doing them every fucking day. There's a new one. I think at some point it kind of devalues uh, the whole the reasoning behind the protest. You know what I'm saying? Like it. I I get it. I get it. We got a champion for change for a lot of things. We do. Because, I mean, the world is just upside down. Things are not right. Shit is unfair. But after the protest, then what? What did you want? What did you come here for? Why are you here? I thought y'all was scared to be around niggas because of Corona. Why the fuck is y'all outside next to each other? It don't make fucking sense. Go home. Stay in the house. Go to quarantine. I just feel. Oh, I get it. Your kids are safe when they're around their cousins. Right? Because we not and we not everybody not socially distancing. No, you socially distancing with strangers. A lot of y'all niggas was in the club soon as soon as Big Gretch said we go outside. I saw niggas in 
in the Pantheon with mask on. I saw y'all. I saw y'all. But just because you're only around strangers, it don't mean that everything is all good. No. When you're at your auntie house, your cousin house, just because y'all not out in public, y'all act like everything good. I'm safe from corona inside a I'm grandma send, house. I'm not sending my kid to that school, but you sent them to the... the to the stove <laughs> with no mask on. <laughs> like, like I get it. It's not lost on me. But, like, I think we doing a whole bunch of shit for... Uh, we all got this shit. Watch. Everybody going to end up with this shit. And probably didn't have it. And I don't, I don't know, man. Corona killing niggas, man. Yeah. Um, we kind of uh, talked about the Washington uh, sports team already. Um, Nickname them the Washington Thin Skins. <laughs> Washington Savages. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Let's get to this to this shit, dog. Who shot you? Um, I've been waiting to talk to you. Like, I feel like we've avoided each other <laughs> in this conversation all week. Me and you to text back and forth since this shit happened, uh, but they said a word about it. Sometimes this shit got to be brand new for the first time on the podcast. Hey, man, dog. I tweeted you. I was like, man, somebody tweeted tweeted us like, y'all going to talk? I was like, man, sometimes the show just write itself. I'll put this up as, because like on the, what's today's date? The 16th? Today's the 17th. 17th. Today's my ex-wife's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Shout out to you for turning 50. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that face, that, that I used to sit, what, did I used to sit next to her? No, I know I used to sit next to you. Yeah. Um, she was always cool with people, man. Uh, whatever. Because uh, of me. No, she, I used to sit next to you when she used to come over there. Yeah. And, I mean, and, that was my and, wife. Of course, clearly. <laughs> uh, this nigga said he don't eat leftovers, dog. That shit blew my fucking mind, Okay, dog. okay. Let like, me... <laughs> in real life, this was like, I didn't understand it. Like, okay. I was like, what? Let me unpack this real quick before we talk, talk about Meg. I don't like the concept of leftovers. Leftovers are picked over and used food. I don't want picked over and used food. Nigga, all your food's picked over unless you're the first one to ate it. You have ate some, you, unless you're the first nigga that got the macaroni and cheese, it's picked over. So look, I'm not taking a plate home for Thanksgiving. Shit. I'm not taking a plate home for for big holidays. I don't want it. If you make spaghetti, spaghetti is a one-time dish. I no, don't, it's fucking not. I don't want it tomorrow. That shit better tomorrow. I don't want I'll never find out. This shit is disgusting. I think you lying, dog. You eat pizza. You eat old pizza. You got to eat pizza. Nigga, you Jason, eat pizza. I have two. I got teenage sons. There's no such thing as leftover pizza in my house. Fam, you eat old pizza, dog. I don't. I don't. <laughs> my refrigerator is full of fresh shit. I don't want no fucking leftovers. I, I'm sorry. That shit is beneath me. <laughs> I'll just flat out say it. The shit is fucking beneath me. If <laughs> I will push a fucking table over a bitch, bring me a plate full of warmed up food. Get the fuck out of here. My name is Dame. I'm the first of my kind. I will not eat that <laughs> you shit. You are definitely the first of your kind. <laughs> I will you know? not eat that shit. It's beneath me. You better get that to the dog. You like sweet potato pie? If it's ice cold. That means it's in the refrigerator, and yes. that shit. Oh, pie's different. Oh no, okay. pie, pie's okay. different. That's not leftover. <laughs> pie's different. I know it. I knew it. Pie's different. Anyway, um, all right. Listen, and you can ask my ex-wife. She can vouch for that. Now, no leftover shit. That's the first time I heard it when y'all was talking. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You don't eat leftover? Like, shit, baffling. I, I had never in my life heard of that shit before. That's poor, that's poor talk. Yeah, because I was poor. Clearly. <laughs> Um, so I had a bad 
before you go, I just I had a very bad incident with the leftover one time in my childhood, and I swore, uh, I swore I would never eat that shit again. It's always something, dog. Everybody is there what is the way that they are because of <laughs> some we used to talk about shit happening when you was a kid. I remember the incident and I said never again. I don't think anybody is the way that they are by chance. Everything every person is the way that they are because of something that happened to them. Whether good, bad, or indifferent, you are the sum of all your experiences. I'll starve. I'll starve. All right. And you eat hospital food, that shit left over from weeks ago, nigga. <laughs> you ain't got no choice. I'll starve. I had a nurse bring me some food from the outside. You ever ate in Boston Market? No. You ain't never ate Boston Market? I've never had Boston Market in my life. Oh, nigga, you missing out. I've never eaten that shit. That motherfucker chicken is fire, nigga. I'll never know. Not the mac and cheese, because I need real mac and cheese. But, Everybody uh, says their food is good. I've never had it. Oh, that motherfucking chicken is fire. Turkey was great. Shit, the meatloaf was good. Mash is good. All them biscuits? Anyway. Um, I'm going to take my ass to Boston Market, actually. Uh, all right, listen. So I saw Tory Lane's um, mugshot, right? And I saw a story that he got arrested on gun possession. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this nigga getting arrested? And then, like, when QC... And uh, Migos, they started going. I seen a whole bunch of tweets like, yo, this happened, this happened, this happened, this is a bad day. And I seen a Meg, um, it looked like a, a, a mug shot, but I never clicked on that shit because I don't really be clicking on Meg news like that. Um, just not really interested. I'm just not. Unless it's like a clip of her shaking ass. I, I'm, I'm getting. I'm kind. I'm, I'm kind of over that. I'm. Not. I got some. I got some regular girls in my timeline who post videos that I rather look. But man, she tall and thick. Yeah, it's cool. I ride that stallion. It's cool. Okay, I can't say it don't look good, but I've, I've seen better. All right, all right. You but know. listen, so uh, then I finally clicked on it, and I'm like, oh shit, they was together. Apparently they was in, you know, going pool party to pool party. And then like the next day, the story kind of changed and was like, yo, Meg got shot. No, she said, yo, I didn't step on no glass. I got shot. And I want to quote, let me quote this shit because I want to get it right. Um, She said... She suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me. Hmm. The plot thickens. Right. Um, so apparently there was like five shots fired somewhere and the police get there and they said a nigga in the SUV um, shot was shooting and they gave a description of a SUV and then they find a SUV and they find a nigga in there with a gun <laughs> in the story lanes. And then, Meg, did you see the video of them getting put out the, like, yes, getting directed? I, I saw the video. Meg was out there limping and shit. I kind of felt you bad. Can see, you can see the blood dripping yeah. in the video. Yeah. Um, but then the next day, she say, you know, she they removed the bullets. <laughs> uh, suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me. Um. Apparently, Tory Lanez shot Meg Thee Stallion. That sounds wild. It does. I got so many questions. Here's a quote. 
Tori fired the shots from within the vehicle while Megan was outside trying to leave, the source said. There is video and the police are investigating. This is a case of a man physically harming and abusing a woman. Who shot Meg? Uh, it's so many different layers to this shit. Now, the first thing before we get too far into this story, shit you were right about. You, when I when we first started talking about this, you were the first person I heard to say like, "Man, what if she got shot with that nigga?" Yeah. So I, I, initially, I was like, "What if?" Uh, because she got she talking about she got shot. He had a gun, and I didn't seem like they was beefing. I was like, "Damn, what if he shot her by a mistake?" Cause you know they ain't got guns. It's happened before. They ain't got guns in Canada, so niggas be shaky with guns and shit. Is that where Tory Lanez is from? <laughs> yeah, he's from Canada. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why him and Drake was had a little, okay. a little tiff. Um, uh, Daystar is his name, by the way. I, I saw that a little uh, much. <laughs> um, and he's a little fella, five, five two, hundred twenty, hundred twenty pounds. It's light. That's Tay Rock. Like, nigga, that's light. <laughs> that's light. Like, fam, we 100% bench press more warming up. We warm up with 135. Like, before we actually do the workout, we warm up <laughs> with 135. <laughs> like, I can literally pick Tory Lanez up Boy, above you, my head. Tory Lanez holding his wallet, his watch, his keys, all his chain, and a MacBook. Uh, How hard is it going to jail when you that little? In L.A. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy. And you sing. <laughs> boy. Um, so this is what I heard from uh, my reliable industry sources, because you know I got friends. All right. Um, allegedly, uh, Tori and Meg have been dating. Um, I think it started like on some quarantine radio. Remember all that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently Meg dumped him that day. Um, and she was getting out of the car. Well, she was out of the car, and he took the gun out. I don't know if he was trying to scare her or or fronting like he was tough. You know, a lot of these niggas once you, when you break up, you, we've seen this shit happen before. And once again, allegedly, right? Allegedly, fourteenth hand knowledge. Okay, <laughs> not even second hand. This is fourteenth hand knowledge. But he started shooting some, shooting some, and uh, she ended up getting shot in the foot. Now, either he was quick from um, Harlem's Nights <laughs> or it was a quote-unquote accident um, or him trying to be violent towards a woman who was four times his size. Maybe he thought he, maybe he was in fear of his life. I don't even want to, I don't I, I want to get the jokes off on this one, but like <laughs> I don't, I feel a little uncomfortable about a nigga shooting a woman. One hundred. I feel. I just feel. But we didn't kill. What about when 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 Eddie shot Delores Pinky toe off? Uh, that's different. That's different. She punched. She punched him first. Nah, she punched him nah, first. Now nah, nah, stop him. Take this little gun. I'm shooting <laughs> Pinky toe. Yeah. She punched him first. <laughs> I'm not saying that is right, but she did assault him first. Oh man, why would a man shoot a woman? <laughs> that is some wild shit. Oh my nigga, I can. I have children with three women, and, you know, there have been points with all three I've, you know, it's definitely crossed my mind. 
I can give you reasons why. Now you shouldn't do it, but I can certainly give you a a list of reasons why you why why it may cross your mind. This nigga went from I don't want to make jokes to yeah I thought about shooting my baby mama's shit. I mean that's that, that's oh I, don't, I don't care I don't this, care. This tape, it, matter of fact, uh, the thoughts and opinions <laughs> of Dame going are mine and mine alone, and uh, are not reflective of Shop Talk Podcast LLC or Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Uh, okay, thanks. Um, though this is fucking wild. Like, why would you shoot Meg? And does Meg so so he shot her? Yeah. Because because my thing is, if he hadn't done it, or if there was like maybe some, if it was a mistake, I feel like she would have came out and maybe said a statement a little bit earlier. Like Meg said, quiet. She been tweeting today. Yeah, today. But but what I'm saying is, but she hasn't cleared up the the, the rumor <laughs> going around that, she, that, <laughs> that he shot her. And she said, I got shot on purpose by a nigga who was in the SUV. And this nigga was in the SUV. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. It don't look good. The only reason he not in jail right now for that is because she didn't tell. Or she hasn't told yet. Now. You think she'll cooperate? Now, listen. She already on the clock. Do you think she going to cooperate with the boys? Nah. Uh, My man, Curve Gotti. Shout out to Marcus. Um, Uncle Marcus. He say, what if? What if? This is just another Meg rollout. Because oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. we didn't see some horrible rollouts. We have. And it's like, fam, the clock Anything, is on. Any, you think she would go this far to This to would like, be literally pulling out all the stops or all the bullets. Oh, my God. <laughs> please, please, big Jesus, don't Nigga, let that be it. Please, Meg next single because she like to take beats. It's gonna be doom, 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 doom. Her ambitions as a <laughs> ambitions as a walker. No man, who shot you? Who she gotta use a who shot you beat? That shit would be kind of fire. But I don't want to hear that same stale ass. I don't want to hear the flow on on who shot you. <laughs> I don't want to hear that same stale ass. I want to hear that shit, oh, man. Shit. <gasps> <laughs> who shot you? Oh man, man, this is wild. Kylie Jenner probably like the ghetto. <laughs> Side note: I hate the ghetto. Like the word, the ghetto, by the way. I'm probably never going to say that shit again. Um, yeah, man, that's unfortunate. Uh, like, who, who, why did you shoot Meg, dog? That's, that's so fucking wild hella. He's going to prison, dog. They it, changed, They updated the charges to assault with a deadly weapon. In L.A. In L.A. Fam, you're going to prison. <laughs> Look, man, ain't no bitch. But it's three places I'll never want to go to jail. L.A., New York. Louisiana. Those are my I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Shit. And I don't even want to go to Arizona because them motherfuckers is crazy. It's close. And you're going to be dressed in all pink in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside. Them niggas. Outside. He has the, the whoever run that shit. It's, he, it's the governor. I've, he, I, you know, I was in Arizona for work and I drove past one of them camps. They hot pink outside. He is about public shame and humiliation. Arizona's yeah. a wild place. It it's is. a. It's like a not. It's not like. Are they even America? It's a wild place in Arizona, nigga. First of all, I've you know I'm a I'm a nigga from the West Side through and through. You know what I'm saying? I done traveled a little bit in my years. I ain't never seen no sandstorm. 
ain't never seen no shit like this before in my life. I ain't never seen a motherfucker that got stung by a scorpion going on the way to work. Arizona is a wild fucking place. And, uh, and they gang banging down in Arizona. Heavy. Yes. Heavy. And the cartels. <laughs> yeah. I don't want shit to do with any place that's next to the border. They gang banging heavy. Because I would hate to be in Walmart and accidentally step on the wrong nigga shoe and now my fucking head chopped off. I got a good friend of mine I want to bring through on the show. Him and his family lived in Arizona. He's from Ecuador. And he gave me a whole whole little story about kidnapping and the cartel. I am definitely I would afraid like, of the cartel. I, I like for him to tell it himself one day. I'm definitely afraid of the cartel. I've watched too many TV shows. It could be nothing like that, but I think it is. Or, seen, or it could be worse than what they show on TV. I, unfortunately, have watched a video of someone getting their head chopped off with a chainsaw. Two people. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not on YouTube. It, uh, it was on it was on one of them them uh That's on the dark web, my nigga. I don't know why I watched it, but once it started, I could not turn away. And it was the most horrifying shit ever. And that's, the nigga didn't even move. That's another thing that's kind of romanticized. When you see the chainsaw on Scarface, I've seen I've seen some shit with a chainsaw. Fam. It don't look like it don't look like that. Fam, this shit was bad, dog. And when the nigga didn't even scream, the nigga next to him was screaming because it was two of them. He act like, I don't know what was up with him, but, well, he didn't scream at first. <laughs> You're going to scream. <laughs> You're going to scream. No, I guess certain shit that I, I'm just not prepared to handle. I'm, I'm just not prepared to handle. I shoot myself in the head before I get, oh, these niggas come with the chainsaw? I only got... If it's five niggas, they got you back listen, like these. They look, got you back like these. Hey, look, if it's five niggas with five chainsaws and I got five bullets, I don't know, dog. If I don't hit them all with a kill shot, the first one, it's not looking good for me. And I might have to, I might have to take myself out. I'm not getting chopped up with a chainsaw while I'm no, dog. No. That went left real quick. It did. <laughs> it did. Back to me. Back to me. Meg is going to cooperate. Once Meg cooperates, how does her rap career go on? It's, it's probably done. I mean, her rap career is, you know. I'm going to jump out here on the ledge and say something wild right now. Meg's career is finished. The end. It is done. It's done. It's done. She's going to. And, and you know, we look at. There's a difference between snitching and cooperating with the police. It's okay. Nigga shot you. Go ahead and tell. It's, yeah, like this this isn't a form of snitching. Or the or nigga shot you. One or two things is gonna happen. If a nigga shoot me, I'm going to kill you. Um, or my family members, or someone's gonna kill you, or you're going to prison. If I can't get to you. And 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 I know like snitching and hip hop kind of go hand in hand, but like, Meg, this is a situation where the shit doesn't apply. I'm not a criminal. No, this no. <laughs> Tell him that she going to tell. You break in my house, I'm going to tell on your dumb ass if I don't get you first. This not Cameron on 60 Minutes. Meg is going to tell. She's she's going to flip on this nigga. They said that shit. She, she did. She pointed elbows. She said, listen, I, went, I did not go to the hospital for glass. That's because I got shot twice. And they removed the bullets with an S. <laughs> she said, the bullets. This was an attack that somebody did, uh, perpetrated a crime against me. 
Somebody in the car shot me who was in the driver's seat who had a gun who was 5'2 who's 120 that's what pounds I'm saying. soaking wet because he was coming from a pool party. This nigga 120 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> Tory Lanez is going to fuck the prison. She was like, not jail. He going to prison. He said, night son shot me. Not to be confused with Daystar. I don't want to <laughs> point no elbows, but this nigga. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to jail, my nigga. You're going to jail. No. <laughs> this nigga going to actual prison, though, in Los Angeles. San Quentin. San Quentin. San Quentin. Oh, That's might... where the fuck he going. You know San what? Quentin. Pine oil. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the gas chamber smell like? Pine oil. You're going to pine oil heaven. You took that gun and you shot that girl. <laughs> Why'd you shoot Meg, dog? I, I'm not the giant Meg fan, but I don't want you to shoot her. Look, man, I get it. Like niggas get niggas get broke up with women. They get emotional. They get heartbroken. You say shit. You threaten shit. Oh, bitch, I'm gonna go upside your head. You know you you been there before. You go through all that shit, but my my nigga. My, why'd you up the blicky on her? Why you got a why you got the blicky out in Hollywood Hills? Well, Pop Smoke was out there. Because he a little... That's Napoleon complex. He a little nigga. You had a pool party, nigga. He like, don't throw me in the water. (laughs) 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 I'm going to shoot this bitch up. (laughs) Like, fam, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Kylie Jenner was like, never again. I'm never coming around the blacks. (laughs) Like, that's We're not losing anything. We're not losing. Why do people hate them so much? I don't know. I don't watch them. Opulence, arrogance. I mean, niggas with money is arrogant as fuck. So, have you ever heard Kanye speak? <laughs> like, <laughs> Kanye is out of touch with reality. Lil Wayne, out of touch. With, like niggas with money be weird. <laughs> Hella weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but it's. I think it's more than just when you have money. Yeah. That you weird. Like when you've been rich for celebrity like celebrity tw- When you've been rich like twenty fucking years. Celebrity niggas be weird because like regular niggas with money just regular. Yeah. yeah. They just niggas with money. Yeah. But like when you've been rich like that long, like Lil Wayne ain't never lived like a regular ass life. Now Lil Wayne get a lot of passes. Is Wayne on the clock? Is yeah. Wayne on the clock? Nigga, the, the game's over. <laughs> Didn't he release the album, album last year? No one cared about. Nigga, he dropped a free Wheezy album like three weeks ago. In real life, it's on iTunes. It's on Apple Music. Who knew? <laughs> I just happened to be fucking around one day, and I was. It's a bunch of old songs. Mm. He did a Jack Harlow remix. He he had a nice verse on there. Okay, so is the clock up on Wheezy? No, the clock has been over on Wheezy since the Carter Three. Carter 4 was it but that was like but it's really Carter 3 wow and like listen I I like Wheezy as much as anybody right I used to but you know T.I. was saying that you gotta put his catalog up there with Jay-Z's with the Lil Wayne's with the Kanye's and I thought to myself does Lil Wayne have a better discography than T.I.? Mm. I don't. No, think I don't so. think so. I, like, don't I, think I so. legitimately don't. Even with the Carter one, two, three, and four, I will take. I'm serious. Trap music, uh, urban legend, and um, 
King, King. those four, I'm not saying each individual one are all better. If I was going to be like, yo, these four or these four. You put that up against any four bodies of work from Wayne. I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast for the first time long. But that was like, he don't, T.I. don't belong in that category with the Waynes. I'm like, his catalog is better than like, and that's just his first four. Like, T.I. got a better catalog than Wayne got. Song for song. Like, Wayne, what do I saw something that said Wayne is the greatest rapper of all time who never rapped about nothing. I mean. You can find me two or three songs where he There's not a lot of substance. It's not a lot of substance. And when niggas be talking about Wayne, what they be saying? Yo, them drought mixtapes, them all the mixtapes. Mixtapes. Which he ain't rapping about shit. No. But like the album. It's, it's just a lot of metaphors. Now, I cannot front. Like, I don't fuck with the Carter 1 and the Carter 2 heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, it's not that I, I like Carter 2. I like the Carter 2. It's not like that I don't like. And I like 500 Degrees. But he don't got a better discography than T.I. I don't think so. Like the whole. I just talked about four T.I. You about to get some shit started, man. How many albums T.I. got? Bring them up. He got a lot. Because I bet you he got, I, for, for a fact, T.I. has more good albums than Lil Wayne has good albums. Now, I don't mean I like all T.I. albums. Oh, I forgot about Paper Trail. You got Paper Trail, King, Urban Legend, No Mercy, Trouble Man. I heard them was good. Trouble Man was all right. Trap music. But like, Paperwork, T.I. versus T.I. But see, people stop liking T.I. in general. So you judge a music different. You know what I'm saying? The Dime Trap was pretty good. That was like a The EP. Nick was dope. Yeah, yeah. The Nick was extremely dope. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm serious. I love, I mean, his first four is, is they didn't miss for me. Look, boom, man. boom, boom, boom. Trap music takes me back to a certain point in my life. And nigga, just doing my job. That's like it's 03. Hard, it's, it's hard to argue. I think I think T.I. got a better discography. And I, I put this on the internet earlier this week. I talked about it on one of these podcasts that do song for song. Get Richard Die Trying or Urban Legend. As much as I love 50, I have to go with uh Urban Legend. I'm T.I.'s right. I'm not a giant T.I. fan right now. I ain't talking about the raps. I'm just talking about like tip. Yeah. Like he just, you know, he weird. Not weird. This is he just in a different space. Yeah, he in a different space. And like I don't, I don't, he don't do shit like that I like no more. Uh, but I can't stunt on the music. Nah. I'm serious in trap music was See, I don't he not y'all gotta put some respect on that man name. I changed hip hop. See, I went to jail and came back and was still hot. Twice. <laughs> Twice. He came out the first time hotter than he's ever been. Yeah. Nigga got out of jail. Nigga shot a video in jail. Went on the stage, uh, dissed Lil Flip, and then went back to jail. Oh, niggas, niggas forget about that T.I. Flip beef. T.I. was dragging Flip. And T.I. got mixtapes. Yeah. Like... Them PSC mixtapes was hard. Nigga. Them PSC mixtapes was hard. That's what all the fucking flip dishes and shit, man. Come on, fam. That's what that's what 24 Gangsta when he, Grills and When 24s dropped, 
that that spiraled it. And he was doing fe- he was doing big features. Fifty don't want that smoke with Ti, because Ti can go off. I got twenty features. That's like, come on, dog. Yeah, them 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 PSC mixtapes was hard. Uh, before we wrap this shit up, though, um, two of the dogs is battling this week: Snoop Dogg and Dark Man X. <sighs> I think this is going to be more difficult than what people think. I was thinking I went and listened to Snoop's some some great Snoop records. Snoop got the hits. Right. Snoop got the hits. But this is only for 20 songs. DMX got 20 songs. He does. So like I get when people be having like It's your drunk uncle versus your crackhead uncle. I think it's going to be a lot more interesting than I think people think. Are they going to be together in the studio? All of them are like that now. Okay, now that part I want to see. Yeah, all of them are like that. And the audio, they be on Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? Like streaming from Apple and everything good. So, uh, yeah, I, I invited a couple people to the studio. When is it? Tomorrow? tomorrow? That's on the 22nd, I think. Okay. Uh, so that might be like Tuesday or Wednesday or something. That's Wednesday. If I if I saw that right, actually let me just look for that shit right now. Uh DMX versus Snoop. This is going down. Um Can I get my thrills? You know you want girl. Oh, this should take a long time. Um, I don't know, it's on the twenty second. Um, but I think it's gonna be good. You you remember that video? Of uh, DMX rocking at that festival with like a million people out there. Lollapalooza. Snoop could never. Never. Rough Riders anthem was just like a time. Like I I know it's hard. You know, people can make jokes about what they feel DMX is right now. But nigga, we lived that shit. Like nigga, I don't make jokes about what DMX no no I'm, is right but I'm now. saying like if you weren't if you weren't around in that time it's hard to kind of niggas concept- can make jokes about uh, Snoop and French tips and Snoop line like Snoop get a lot of passes this nigga literally got he got manicured French tips pimp no that's, people that's why people give it a pass no and being pimping black women is trifling. All I'm just saying is like, nigga, DMX, Rough Riders, nigga, that was a time to be alive. Like, nigga, I went to. It's a, it's a, a documentary they're doing on BET, like six part yeah. documentary on it. Nigga, I was at the Survival of the Illest tour. Nigga, I saw DMX motherfucking, you know, rock Joe Louis Arena. Like, nigga, it, if you if you don't understand how big DMX was at that time. I'm dark, dark and hell is hot, and flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, back to back. Same nigga, come on. Same year, nigga. Come on. Six months apart. Come on, that's my man's in there. Like, nigga, if you wasn't around for that shit, like, I don't know how to quantify that to you. Fam, it's dark and hell is hot. The intro, it's just oh, called. It's just called intro. That's my man's in there. I mean, the song though that jumped in, the like, nigga, that is. We've clearly we've talked about this before. That is the best lead off song to set the tone for an album. That album was just different. 
And like, it, it don't even the song don't even have a name. It's just called intro. It was all that all that shiny suit shit went out the window. Nigga, I remember the first time I saw get saw the video for Get At Me Dog. Niggas barking Black in the tunnel. White. Come on. Come on. And nigga threw Sheik on the hook. After the time, he was like, Sheik? That's what, like, niggas, <laughs> Sheik, that's the, no, no, that, that, it was just, it was a different time. It was a different time. Man. Listen, Snoop gonna, gonna, gonna swag this shit out. What, what Snoop gonna play when, when DMX nigga, dropped Rough Riders Anthem? I mean, what are you gonna do when, when, when he dropped Niggas Then Started Something? Or my verse on 24 hours. Of, so the thing is, like, Snoop don't got the verses. He got songs. Snoop got a vibe. Yeah. It's just a vibe. Now, if he plays some shit off of um, G Thang or, I mean, off some uh, doggy style, that's when he was like rapping. Yeah. But everything else is chorus. Just a vibe. You know what I'm saying? It just feel good. It's, it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work in a battle, though. Cause when I come out the girl, it's it may be on some Fab and Jada shit. We know Fab had all the songs, the radio hits. Yeah. That shit didn't work in a battle because Jada came out on some grimy shit. Yeah, now, I'm not trying to say that Dmx is gonna win, but if it's he not did, gonna be no walk in the park. If he did, I'm, I mean, it's a battle, fam. What you gonna do when I play some my four three two one verse, like? And that's what I'm saying. Niggas don't. DMX got features too. DMX be rapping. Deep catalog. Deep catalog. <laughs> Just all that shit. What nigga play? What these bitches want from a nigga? It's a deep catalog. And I mean, Snoop gonna come with some happy shit and. But like, that's where that's where DMX is is that's where the battle gonna get different. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where the where the flow of shit gonna get different. That nigga DMX Snoop can kind of dictate the flow of the battle, but he got to be real strategic about this shit. You got to be he got to be focused. You got to get focused. I'm I'm excited for this shit, dog. So uh, I shout out to uh, I shout out to the Royal Rumble. We'll be up here, and uh, it's gonna be lit. I'm interested. I can't wait. Can we get some strippers up here? No, Damon. We're not going <laughs> to. No. Why did you just call me my baptized name? <laughs> All right, man. That's it? Yeah, man. All right, man. I'm going a, I'm to a bring it back this week because it was a slow week for music, but I felt this song was uh, appropriate for... <laughs> <laughs> for what's, what we going on this week? Shit, Shout out to my nigga Shooter Mix Shoot him. Shooter, we still gotta get you on the show, my nigga. Why? Cause I shoot this bitch up. 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 Nigga, shoot this bitch up. 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 Tory! Ah, shoot this bitch up. Them your feet? Ah, shoot this bitch up. Get out the pool. Ah, shoot this bitch up. My bitch tripping. I shoot this bitch up. Yeah, no. Shooter, we still got to get you on the show, fam. We fuck with your music. We fuck with your music. We fuck with you heavy. Yeah. We'll reach out. All right, man. Whose man is this, dog? 
Uh, shout out to my cousin out in Houston. Sakoda is one of your one of your friends, one of the people you know in real life um, that you play music for. You guys work for the same organization and shit. Uh, but I like that. We got a little conversation with James Harden. <sighs> Come on, man. Um, the NBA star. Um, James didn't do it. James came out with an explanation, Jason. No, no. He has an explanation. He out here rocking the the, the Blue Lives Matter uh, face mask. Um, and then he got a lot of backlash for it. Because, like, I hate this term. And when things become, like, popular and everybody can say it. But, like, fam, you didn't read the room. Like, this is not the time for you to be coming out on some Blue Lives Matter face mask shit. He said, when you know everybody's paying close attention to y'all because of the protests. He said he needed something big enough to cover his face and his beard. Oh, no, that's not what CNN says on the headline. <laughs> he said, I thought it looked cool. Headline, CNN. Faces backlash. Nigga said, I thought it looked cool. Damn, James. Like, you know, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Whose man says this? No, it's I'm not trying Damn, to Damn James. Now I'm not saying that blue lives don't matter because I got some friends who are blue lives and y'all lives definitely matter because I care about y'all. But not publicly. So <laughs> 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 no, this not this not the time to be making no blue lives matter, nigga. No. Nigga, everybody I know selling masks. You can get another mask that look cool. You can get your face on a mask, James. Yeah, get your face without the beard on the mask. We got them pictures on Google, nigga. Damn, man. No blue lives matter ass mask, fam. Whose mask is this? No, no, really. Whose mask is this? And why didn't you pull him to the... Let me call my cousin up. Like, yo, why why didn't you get your mask? Russell didn't see you walking in and stop you? Damn, James. Russell, that nigga don't be having no mustache. You can't trust a nigga without no stash. You cannot. You Fuck cannot. You stash, nigga. Uh, no, dog. Honestly, I wasn't trying to make a political statement. I wore it because it covered my face, my beard. He later added, I thought it looked cool. That was it. Nope. That's a lazy ass answer, James. Nope. That's a lazy ass answer. And man, it's kind of like a blue, dark blue, like American flag shit. Nope. Another another L. No. <laughs> another L. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't love America because this is the best worst country ever. You feel me? I don't want to live nowhere else. Right? Damn, James. I don't think I want to live nowhere. Did, he re- did they really quote him saying that? One hundred percent on CNN. Fuck. Uh, yeah, he took heat on social media for supporting a mask with a thin blue line, a symbol that represents Blue Lives Matter nonprofit organization, the Police Advocacy Group. Yeah. They fooling in that bubble. Maybe they don't got the internet in that bubble. <laughs> hey, man, I don't give a fuck what nobody said. This NBA season, it ain't going down. It ain't going down. They're not going to be satisfied till LeBron catch the Rona and die. It's not happening. It's not happening. Mark my words. That NBA season, How much you it ain't going it? down. You put your beard on it? <laughs> put your eyebrows on it, my nigga. You never accepted my challenge. <laughs> I don't believe you'll do it. I right. would. Okay, fine. If the NBA... Uh, um, don't go down. No, the it, whole season, whole rest of the season. I'm talking playoffs, championship. Eyebrows gone. No, you said it's not happening. It's not. It's not gonna happen. We're not gonna get through this whole season. We not. Now that's a little bit different than what you said. Well, no, I, I'm saying the same thing. The season's not gonna happen. 
It's going to happen. 100% is going to happen. It's, we're not going to see it through to the completion. They in the fucking bubble. Even if the whole world get corona outside the bubble, the bubble's going to go on. Until one of these superstars get the shit. Then they're going to chill for 14 days and come the fuck back. The NBA is not going to risk their money makers getting sick. Don't, don't ain't nobody scared of this shit in uh, real life. Okay. Okay. Niggas, niggas ain't scared till it, it's all good until it ain't. That's all I'm going to say. I said my piece, and it's documented now. Shit Dame was right about. The anthology. Mark my words. Okay. God, talk to me. <laughs> God, talk to me. Uh, so you hear voices. <laughs> Is that what you tell telling me? That's how God loves. He talked to me. Okay. Uh, season's gone. Who think going to win this championship this year? It's too sticky. <laughs> like... Because all that momentum that you build up throughout the course of the year and then niggas just take a break for three months. Russell got the shit. For MVP? No, he got Corona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd be good in two weeks. We'll see. We'll see. Now let Russ die. Listen, any cele- ain't no celebrity said they had it who had any kind of symptoms. Ain't that strange? Every single person that a celebrity person said he had it ain't never been sick. Oh God! I just, I just feel like they're lying to us somewhere. Yeah, and I, I don't know where the lie is, but it's somewhere. All right, all right. That's that's all I got. Oh, well, we uh, we didn't put in two hours a day, so. Look, it's your man Dame going wild on IG Dame Ruffin One on the Twitter machine. Please follow me. I'm trying to get my shit back up. Uh, I'm not going to follow Shop Talk Podcast. I'll let you do all the studio <laughs> shit because I fuck it up every week. Uh, go tell your mama to follow me. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Your favorite baby daddy. I'm here. I'll be here next week. Uh, yo, uh, shout that's out. That's God love. Uh, shout out to Stack. Um, I just went down to his, um. Shout out to the homie Stack. To his, uh, pop-up shop down at Rush Bowls right across the street from, uh, Comerica Park. Uh, nice turnout. DJ Lime Lights down there spinning. Little block party vibe. I think he's actually down there all weekend. You know what I'm saying? Really? I yeah. thought it was just today. Yeah. If he's down he there tomorrow, I'm gonna go holler at him. Yeah. Um, pretty dope event. Uh, shout out to the homie. Um, also, man, shout out to uh, everybody going through stuff, man. It's been a tough week for a lot of people, man. And uh, just know that you got love and, and, and energy and all that shit around everybody. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Day. Hell yeah. Peace.